Honor your mother. Mommy! Ashley screamed, bolting upright in bed, eyes wild and awake. The shaking disoriented her until her eyes settled on her brother's face. Stop shaking me. What the? We've got to get mommy, her brother said, biting his lower lip. What do you mean? She asked, stretching her short legs, substantial thighs, and hips. Built low and anchored to the earth, better for keeping her dream-filled head from floating away. The evacuated Mount Si estates. Ashley combed the wild curls into a bun on top of her head. So? They won't evacuate the town. I'm not worried about us, stupid. Ashley looked at him, insults locked and loaded, but kept quiet. Worry oozed from him. Not the time for verbal warfare. Instead, she fixed him with her brown eyes, replicas of his own. Mommy cleans a house there. They'll turn her back. Now get out so I can get dressed, she said, shoving him toward her bedroom door. Wait! He anchored himself to the doorframe. Listen, damn it! Ashley stepped back. He rarely stood up to her. He's scared. His fear caught and ignited in her stomach. Mommy went to clean the tailor's house and doesn't know they're evacuating. She walks up the back trail through the woods. If we don't get to her, she'll burn to death while she's vacuuming. Have you called her? Christian rolled his eyes. No signal on her crappy burner. Ashley's eyes narrowed, her mind racing. If people evacuated, there would be firefighters and alarms, maybe cops. But her mother would avoid authorities because of her legal status. If she wore her headphones while cleaning, she wouldn't even hear the calls to evacuate. The tailors, more worried about their possessions, had likely forgotten the maid that walked to their home three times a week. She was their human appliance, an invisible presence that cleaned, not a mother with two kids. Let's go. Ashley said, running to the bathroom. She pulled on jeans, a t-shirt, and tennis shoes and met Christian at the door. They avoided looking at the table their mother had laid out for them before leaving for work. Foil-covered plates hiding huevos con chorizo, empty Donna Maria jars waited to be filled with juice, and individual bowls piled with diced fruits. Ashley opened the door into a hellish dystopia. Thick smoke obscured the trailer across the driveway, and ashes like gray snowflakes fell on cars and trees. She squinted in the pale, bilious light, the acrid air stinging her nose. Get a jacket, ordered Ashley. It's cold. It's July, protested Christian, but he pulled a jacket from a hook by the door. The smoke's blocking out the sun, she explained as they climbed into the old Honda Civic that had ferried her back and forth from Wazoo. Twenty years old, her same age, rusting and peeling in places, the car nonetheless meant freedom. She cranked the tired AC to keep out the acrid smoke that stung her nostrils and chafed her lungs. Pulling away from the double-wide trailer, their home since Ashley had started high school, she maneuvered past the trailers that circled the playground. Only the top part of the slide stood out from the smoke. Ashley blushed as she remembered the screaming arguments she and her mother had when she decided to enroll at faraway Wazoo instead of nearby UW. She'd come up with many reasons for the move, but mother and daughter both knew Ashley was going to Pullman simply to be away from home. The truth of it had gone unsaid, too painful to acknowledge. Their bond was fraying, the daughter seeking her way, mommy holding on. 
A few miles later, Ashley turned on the country road and sped east toward the cascades that towered over the Snoqualmie Valley. She glanced at Christian, who continued to bite his lower lip and strained forward in his seat, willing the car to go faster. She'll be fine. I'm sure she's walking home right now. Awkwardly, she patted her brother's shoulder, the gesture too alien for their undemonstrative family, so different from the punches they gave each other when playing. Christian shrugged her hand away, scouring the roadside for their mother's familiar figure. Her short, stocky body so much like Ashley's, but with a long, heavy braid down her back. Ashley focused on the smoke-shrouded roadway. Mommy will be all right. She's tough, resourceful. She cried herself to sleep last night, said Christian, mournfully, his voice cracking. Ashley nodded. We ruined her birthday. We? spat Christian, eyes flashing. Your birthday present to her was coming out. I didn't plan it that way, but she just... Ashley sighed. Her mother had mocked a gay coworker. As with almost everything her mother said lately, Ashley felt personally attacked, so she had blurted out that she was a lesbian. She'd known for a year, had planned how she would tell her mother after she graduated, but anger had derailed the plan. Confused, Ashley gripped the steering wheel harder. College was changing her. It was supposed to make her mother proud, not force them apart. Mommy had told her to make a better life, but it seemed she wanted Ashley to stay the same obedient little girl. Why'd you have to tell her on her birthday? Fuck! Christian pounded the passenger door. Fuck you! screamed Ashley, going from love to hate at light speed, as only siblings can. What about you dropping out of school? Getting a girl pregnant? You think that made her happy? She doesn't know about the baby yet, he said. And she wasn't that mad when I dropped out of school. She was relieved that I wouldn't turn out like you. Oh, you mean educated, with a good job and a degree? No, a know-it-all superior bitch who tries to tell us how everything we do or say is wrong. Christian's fury pounded Ashley into silence. Her mother often called her Miss Perfect and a know-it-all, but it stung to hear him say it with such conviction. Her visits home, her phone calls with her mother, usually ended with mommy begging for her to stop scolding her. Had she changed so much she no longer belonged? She swallowed hard. What are you going to do about the baby? She asked, trying to shove the argument away from her. Jenny wants to keep it. But you're only 16. Jenny's 17, and I have a job. With Tio Juan? Yeah, I'm part of the crew. He sat up higher, prouder. I get paid for every tree we cut. Is that enough? We'll manage. Tio Juan does. Barely. He's all right. Didn't he pay for the coyote to bring us over? That was 12 years ago, before the pandemic broke, everybody. I'll figure it out. How much money are you going to make with your women's studies degree? Fuh, stop, he said, pointing to a paved drive that snaked up a steep hill. That's the road. Ashley gunned the car uphill, the fancy old-timey street lamps giving off a sickly yellow light. Too weak to pierce through the smoke, but casting a nauseating glow on hanging baskets of wilted flowers. She stopped in front of an immense wrought iron gate, 
blocked by two police cruisers and a fire truck. They left the car and approached three officers standing by their parked vehicles. This neighborhood has been evacuated. Can't go in, announced the youngest of the officers, acne scars covering his lower jaw and neck. Our mother is in there. We came to get her, explained Ashley. You live here? The young officer asked, icy blue eyes daring them to lie. Ashley snorted her annoyance, a sarcastic remark cut off when Christian answered, Our mother is cleaning one of the homes. Everyone's been evacuated. No one's here. You need to go. The officer started to turn his back when Christian shouted, No! His face was red and sweat rolled down it. Our mother's there and she doesn't know about the evacuation. The officer glared at him when a truck hauling a horse trailer interrupted their standoff. It roared up the hill and stopped behind Ashley's car. A tall, blonde woman opened the truck door and leaned out, shouting, I'm here to pick up my horses. You need to move, said the older officer to Ashley. You're letting her in to save horses and you won't let us rescue our mom? Asked Christian, anger and disbelief marching across his face, making him look older this time. From the corner of her eye, she glimpsed the younger officer flex his meaty right hand around his holster. Ashley stepped in front of Christian. Please, officer, won't you just let us check to see if our mother's there? Only escorted residents can go in, but he can send someone to check, said the older cop, nodding toward the younger one. The young officer sighed and spoke into his radio. What's the house? Ashley looked at Christian, who answered quickly. The Taylor home, up on the hill by the ridge. As the young cop spoke into his lapel radio, the older officer said, While he's checking, please move your car so this lady can get in. Ashley moved the car. The paved drive on the other side of the fence snaked downhill between estate-like homes with perfectly manicured lawns. The only sound was the chatter from the officer's radios. The young officer came over and said, Someone checked the house, rang the bell, shouted, and knocked on the door. It's empty. Are you sure? There's nobody there. You need to leave. Ashley and Christian climbed into their car. Maybe she realized there was a fire and left, Ashley said. What if she didn't? In silence, they drove back to their trailer. Fear clenched Ashley's heart. She promised to be kinder to her mother, to listen, not scold or judge. She recalled an incident when she was five. She had slapped her mother in an angry outburst, the first of many. Her mother held her offending hand and said, Honor your mother or your nightmares come true. Her mother had hundreds of strange sayings like this, things Ashley was sure mommy made up, like, If you look too long in the mirror, the devil will appear. Or, Provoke an impure thought with your body, you pay for that sin. These three had stuck with her, their dark messages menacing her memories. She shuddered. I wish I believed in God now so I could pray to someone, something, anything to keep mommy safe. She slowed the Honda to a crawl along the wood-lined road, hoping to spot their mother. But it was empty and unnervingly quiet, as if the creeping specters of smoke had sucked away all life. Why didn't she ever learn to drive? asked Christian. Ashley parked in front of their trailer. The bullshit machismo she was raised in. It's not fair. I fucking hate Poppy. I wish he... Christian's phone buzzed. It's Mummy, 
he said, swiping to answer. Their mother's voice crackled over the phone. Christian? Mommy, where are you? I had to leave the house. The fire. Yo, she huffed. You need to get out of there, mommy. I'm dying. I went back the same way, but the flames. Wrestling the phone from Christian, Ashley shouted. Go to the main entrance. Walk to the main gates. What? Ashley? Mommy, go to the main entrance. There's police. They'll help. Okay, I'll try. Boy. Ashley and Christian stared at the phone. The speaker echoed with their mother's steps and ragged breath. Huff, huff, cough, cough. A stumble and a muffled grunt. I can't get to the main road. It's all on fire. Their mother croaked hoarsely. Ashley shuddered, a memory about mothers and nightmares slithering through her brain. But she yelled away. Where are you, Mommy? What's the street? There's fire everywhere. I can't see. Mother coughed. Look for a street sign. We'll tell the police to find you. I can't, Mia. Everything is burning. Eholi! What happened? yelled Christian, his nose almost against the phone screen, trying to climb into it. House just exploded. I'm going to the river. Meet me there. But, Mommy, meet me there. More coughing, but this time it took longer to stop. I'm hanging up. Stay on the line, yelled Ashley as Christian howled. No! Can't <coughs> talk. <coughs> river. Mommy, wait, yelled Christian, but she'd hung up. Ashley gave him the phone and fired up the tired old Civic. Where, she asked as she gripped the steering wheel to keep her hands from shaking. The North Fork behind the development. It's steep, but if she gets to the water, she'll be safe, right? How do I get there, she asked, avoiding Christian's eyes. Drive back the way we came, I'll show you. Ashley drove until Christian signaled her to turn on a dirt road that jangled their teeth as the car drove over it. The car's dust wake mixed with the acrid smoke. Ashley turned on the wipers to swish away ash. Tiny embers, like angry red fireflies, flickered everywhere. A deer ran in the opposite direction, its terror-filled eyes glancing at them in warning. It thinks we're too stupid to flee from fire, Ashley thought. Branches and bushes leaned in, caressing the car as it rattled toward the North Fork. When they came to a stone barrier meant to keep teenagers and drunks from crashing their cars into the water, Ashley parked. What now? she asked Christian. It's down there, he said, pointing to a slope behind a clump of pines. They stepped toward the roaring river, the smoke thicker, the embers burrowing tiny holes in their clothes. Ashes fell like old snowflakes that had dried up in some attic while they dreamt of becoming snowmen. Wait, yelled Ashley as she went back to the car and pulled out two face masks left over from the pandemic. Christian and Ashley slid down the steep embankment. The flowing waters rushed in front of them, gray and ash-encrusted. The far bank hid behind a thick curtain of smoke, appearing and disappearing for seconds at a time like a stripper teasing an audience. During one of those times when the smoke cleared, their eyes traced the steep embankment up to the sky, flames blasting high above the tree line. The fire's furnace spewed its heat, pounding Ashley and Christian into a crouch near the water's edge. Ashley's chest heaved as she surveyed the scorched far bank. 
Reason fought hope as she clung to the notion that her mother was invincible, would always be there, that life was fair and wouldn't heap another tragedy on this woman who'd already suffered so much, that bad things like this only happened to people on the news and in movies. She knelt and dipped the masks into the freezing water. She pushed a mask into Christian's hands, who held it to his face as he stared across the river. The strong current dragging blackened trees and branches, leaving wakes along the ashy surface. They waited, every sense straining, the river's roar now accompanied by crackling flames. Mommy! yelled Christian, his voice breaking, the last syllable cracking with hysteria. Ashley cupped her hands around her mouth and shouted, Mommy! We're here! Drowning in her panic, she tried to imagine a way out of this, some way in which Mummy would survive. Mummy was tough. She'd survived crossing the border, supported two kids when her husband left. So nothing could happen to her, right? A black figure crashed through the burning brush. Not human, thought Ashley, panic leaping from her stomach to clench her heart. But even across the water, past the charred flesh of the figure, The stocky frame was unmistakable. Mommy? The words came out of Ashley's mouth as she tried to convince herself she was mistaken. This burnt, hunched figure could not be her mother. But Ashley's body knew what her mind denied, and her mouth shrieked. Mommy? Mis hijos! cried her mother in a harsh screech, her head jerking up, her ear burned away, but still honed into her children's voices. She reached her fingerless hands in front of her, her burnt corneas useless in the dark caves left on her scorched face. Red flames exploded behind her, igniting the trees that towered above. She stumbled forward and plunged headlong into the water. The river dragged her away, steam rising from her smoldering back. Mama, yelled Christian, plunging forward. Ashley grabbed his jacket and yanked him back. She held him while he sobbed, and the river swept away their mother. Was he remembering all the things their mother had done for them? How when Papi stopped sending money to Mexico because he had a new family, Mommy had saved to pay for a coyote to bring her and her kids to the U.S. I can make a living in El Norte, too, she had told them. How she worked nights canning fruit and yet, in the morning, had waited with Ashley and Christian until the school bus picked them up their lunchboxes packed with tortas she'd made while they got ready for school. The summers, when they worked with her in the fields, picking strawberries, then blueberries, and finally blackberries, the tattooed bloody scratches on their arms above the glove line. There were fall weekends filling crates with apples and pears that mummy or another worker canned at night. She had always insisted Ashley and Christian keep their wages to spend on themselves. How despite heartache, poverty, and struggle, She'd forged a happy childhood for them, full of comfort and cheer. Christian fell to his knees. Ashley lifted him by one arm. We need to get out of here. The fire is going to jump the bank any minute. Ashley dragged him to the car and they drove back to the main road. This can't be happening, cried Christian, his tears leaving tracks on the soot on his face. She's gone, Ashley said lifelessly. We didn't honor our mother, and our nightmares came true.